Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with commercial photographer Brian Knox. The South Carolina-based photographer is obsessed with the classic work environment and physical labor in building tangible things. He shoots what's beautiful, rugged, and real. He captures hard work as it happens and human emotion in the moment. He specializes in photographing the everyday heroes and daily grinders who make our lives possible. From the docks to the rooftop to the farmland, his goal is to showcase work with honest and compelling photography. He loves serving business owners and works tirelessly to deliver images businesses are proud to share. Enjoy this interview. Well, I have a shared love for photography, so I'm looking forward to diving in and do it into your world. So the first thing I want to ask you is we we went through quite a thing with the global pandemic. How did you survive the last three and a half years and how did it change you? Um, So I had just gone out on my own as a commercial photographer at the beginning of 2020 which was um, I had actually put in my notice and gone out on my own like five weeks before the world shut down um, from coronavirus. And I think my initial thought, Joe, was, well, if my dream fails, at least I have a good excuse. At least I can say I can blame the pandemic. Um, But I was super enthused about going full time as a photographer and I was ready to work. And so once we became quarantined and kind of isolated in our homes, I really just pushed into uh, working on my network and trying to make one-to-one connections with people. And I would just get up every day and get on my laptop and start texting and Facebook messaging, Instagram messaging, and letting people know, hey, I've gone out on my own. This is what I'm looking to shoot. This is what I'm looking to do. And started a little spreadsheet with all these people in it. I had like my network of 250 um and then i got a crm uh which was crucial and i would just log a customer relationship management system and i just logged all these conversations in there and um really for like two and a half months we just sat at home and so i was just building that building my network and trying to build up business for whenever the country opened which we didn't really know when that would be and then here in south carolina that was in like may um And so when May hit, then I was full, like my books were full of photography because I had been building those one-to-one relationships when we were sitting at home. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about exactly, you know, obviously you're a photographer, but if I was to put you in front of a bunch of third graders and they wanted to get a better handle, it's career day. They want to know exactly what you do. And they're like, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Uh... I take I take pretty pictures that show people in their best light. Okay. Um, that's the way I would put it. I'm always trying to reflect my subjects in a flattering way, in a way that'll help them perceive themselves as strong and capable and able. And you know, I want them to look at it and go, "Dang, I look good." You know, yeah. I want it to affirm them. So, what did you want to be when you were in the third grade? What was your dream? I, I prepped a little for this one, Joe. Um, <laughs> What, uh, well, so when I was in third grade, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, garbage man. It was like okay. the guy that, yeah, the guy that rides on the back of the garbage truck. I mean, I don't know if I was the only guy or like the only little boy that had that dream, but I wanted to ride on the back of the garbage truck and hop off and do the garbage dump and stuff like that. So um, I matured away from that at some point, I think. <laughs> My son's on the spectrum. And when he was a kid, he loved seeing those guys. Yeah. And at one point we got a trash truck and he took it up to the guy that, autograph it 
And man, nice. the look the look on that guy's face. Nice. I love that your son's into it too. Yeah, yeah, he dug it. Yeah. I mean, it's migrated into different things. Now he wants to yeah. operate uh one of the biggest roller coasters at our amusement park, the Mamba. So it's oh. it, it it migrates over time. You it know? will. Yeah. That's funny. So, so let me ask you this. What when did this fascination for t- photography happen? Do, are you from South Carolina originally? Yep, from Greenville area. Okay. So when did all of this kind of take hold and become your profession? Um, I was always into art. I was primarily into drawing. I was always decent at drawing. I would lose patience like halfway through drawings. If you've ever drawn or painted, like, you know, it, you get into it and you're like, excitement is waning because it's just, you're not as excited as when you started it. Um, and then when I got a digital camera, it was 2000, <laughs> 2003. And I realized I could take everything that I loved about art and then get it instantaneously with the camera. So I always loved the things like composition, repeating patterns, color theory, movement, emotion, like all that stuff was always captivating to me. And then when I realized I could just get it with the click of a shutter, um, I was hooked. And I can remember some of my early experiences. Um, I would just take my camera downtown and just walk around and, you know, take pictures of everything and, try it out and try to make stuff look cool. So that was 2003, um, just kind of shot as a hobby all the way up till 2018 when I started taking uh, fitness photos at the local CrossFit gym that I go to <clears throat> and then putting those uh, fitness photos out into the public and kind of saying, hey, I'm, I'm doing this now. And then I started to pick up commercial business when I had posted that work um, from the CrossFit gym. I, just the next day I had a, a plumber, a plumbing company called me and asked me to come out. And like, so then I just kind of built the commercial business out of that. So I remember getting mine in 2003. It was a cool piece yeah. and, the, and the cool piece flipped out okay. and I yes. went crazy too. I was living in the city and I just walked yep. around. I just took pictures of everything, everything. neon signs, everything. Yep. yep. And I couldn't believe it because I was a purist. I, I get in high school. My dad was a photographer. So I had a Pentax K1000. We okay. had a dark room and a good friend yeah. of mine who his dad had a commercial photography business. So yeah. he would dress up all the foods for the local yep. wholesaler and, and take pictures. He was like, man, you got to get a digital camera, Joe. This is like right up your avenue. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I was just resisting it. It's like, you know, the difference between an actual book and, and listening to an yeah. audio book. Yep. And yep. I, when, but once I got it, Mm-hmm. look back i always had no. it on me so when the yep. iphone came out and i could have a phone yeah i could have a camera <laughs> i could have a voice memo thing i could write my I notes down i could watch a movie i, I lost it it was it great pretty amazing do you <laughs> have a cool. point and shoot anymore do you carry anything around or not so i much? don't i i have well i have an, <clears throat> a, a nikon it's a cool pics line kind of an slr yes. Yeah, and if I really want to get nitty gritty, I do it. But yeah, man, these phones with the optics and what they got, mm-hmm. you know, they're good. Yeah, they're good. But yeah, no, I get it. it but it's it, it won't be actual, you know, actually having that camera in your hand and doing. They the can't right. get the shutter speed yet, man. Like yeah. you can't. Uh, they just can't get the one five hundredth and the one, um, one over eight hundred. Uh, you know, shutter speed yet yeah. for like capturing motion for capturing fast motion. So yeah. But other than that, man, geez, yeah, they're good. It's it's wild. So who's been your favorite photographer? Who's been an inspiration for you? Oh, man, I wasn't expecting this one. Uh... Or even an exhibit that you've seen that's been impressive to you. I got a couple. Um, 
the very first guy in the CrossFit space was a guy named Luke Teevebaugh, T-E-V-E-B-A-U-G-H, Luke Teevebaugh, um, phenomenal CrossFit photographer uh, with just really, I would say, kind of raw, emotional, um, not trying to be the most polished, not trying to be the most commercial, but just photos that made you feel something. Um, so he was the first one. <clears throat> I look at a lot of fashion photography, even though I don't really do much fashion photography, um, because I do feel they're typically trying to flatter that model. So I'm trying to pick up um, tips on just how to shoot people in a flattering way. Um, and there's a fashion photographer named uh, Boo George, B-O-O, -O, Boo George. Yeah. Who's got some good stuff. And then um, on Instagram, an account that I really love is uh, Unorthodox Wave, unorthodox.wave. His name's Chris Fernando. I only know people by their uh, Instagram handles, yeah. but um, just, man, his color, his tones. He's on Canon. Uh, I'm on Sony, but man, he's getting something in his um, his tones and editing and his color grading that it's just, you know, it takes a lot to have photos stand out these days, I think, with all the photos that we see. Um, but yeah, those are three people I look at a lot. So what about a hero? Who's been a hero for you in your life? Um. Donald Miller. Are you familiar with Donald Miller? No. Okay. He was just a, um, <clears throat> he wrote memoirs. I would say like religious or Christian memoirs back in late nineties, early two thousands, blue like jazz, stuff like that. And, um, you know, at that point in my faith journey, he was uh, a helpful figure just in the way that he looked at, um, religion and stuff like that. He has since transformed almost completely out of that realm into building a small business. Yeah. And so now, um, yeah, he just has a real down to earth, practical, pragmatic approach to how to build your small business. And I, that's what his, um, one of his more recent business books is called is how to grow your small business. And it's, that's the one I recommend for people when they're just getting started because, um, it just covers everything and it does it in a very simple way. That's not overwhelming. Um, so I listen to Donald Miller's podcast a lot. Um, I feel like he, has uh made it to some degree so like he doesn't really seem like he has any agenda of like trying to get you to buy more i, I do feel like he just kind of has a genuine heart to help people who are trying to get going as an entrepreneur yeah so if you can meet anybody alive on the planet you may have just answered it and spent some time with them who would it be oh my gosh alive well we can open it up to the ghosts <laughs> Oh, Joe. Oh man, I'm stumped. Um well, we can we can circle back around. We can we can come geez, back to this. You got Let, the hard hitters. You got the heavy hitters <laughs> here, man. So let's do this. What yeah. is your motivation every day? What is your motivation to take the perfect shot, have a business, evolve as a person? What is that motivation for you? Um I do want I hope that, you know the path that I've gone on can inspire people in some way to believe in themselves and decide that if they want to go for it and pursue their dream and design their life in some way that they can. Um, because I was corporate for 20 years from 2000 until 2020 and then broke away from like the security of the day job and, um, and went out on my own and stuff. And I just, you know, I kind of realized that, none of the business owners I was speaking to really had any super secret sauce or amazing skills or anything like that. They were just trying things over and over. They were failing. They were um, staying in the game, 
when times are tough. And so that's really been my story as well. Is like, you're going to make mistakes when you go out there. Um, but the people that are crafting the life they want are just out there trying things and going for it. And so I try to live that out every day and hopefully um, encourage people to do that for themselves rather than just living like a totally scripted life um, where you're just kind of following someone else's plan and um, you know, you're not really, you're kind of on autopilot. So just getting out there and living life, getting off autopilot, pursuing what you love. If you could go to a dream event and take pictures of it, what would it be? I mean, it could be anything. It could be an Olympic. It could be a World Cup. It could be a World Series. It could be a Super Bowl. What would be something that you would just totally love? Okay, um, I got two. Um, there is something about Olympic track. So like track athletes. Yeah. They look good on camera. I mean, they know how to Yeah. <laughs> they have the bling and the and the charisma. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you could use a long, uh, like a huge, long telephoto lens and just get get that insane um, separation with the subject in the background um, that. And then I would say mining like the gigantic uh, dump trucks and stuff up in. I don't know. It seems like it's usually in Canada or something, but just in those huge mining pits, yeah. um, big machines of scale. I just love those. Yeah. So those would be two. Yeah. So. At the end of the day, what are you the proudest of? Of all the things that you've done, what are you what are you the proudest of? Well, I'm proud that um, you know I'm married with two daughters, and I'm just proud that we have a have been able to provide a stable home life for them. But then also try to raise them to be good humans in the world. Um, I feel like once you kind of get past just surviving, and then you're you're trying to have you know you have the privilege and the the resources to have kind of a good life of sorts um that i just personally really want to teach my my kids how to then carry that forward how to pay forward any blessings that they've had in their life to others and be a good citizen in the world and just all that stuff and you know i want them to to grow up and make a contribution and to believe that they can and to have seen that i guess through through what i did you know, I, I, I've been taking pictures for a long time and, and I understand how that mentality works, but from your perspective, what is it about a photographer? What it is, what, what do you think it is about us that wants to grab all these instants and we look at life in a completely different way? Cause half the time I find myself not just looking around at things. I'm mm -hmm. like, that's a great picture. Or if I'm going down the road and I catch that goose going over and I get a good shot, I'm like, man. That was it. Like I, I, yeah. no pun intended. I killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> what is God, that? Oh, there's that photographer that um, has a quote that says, "A camera is an instrument that teaches you how to see without a camera." Like when you don't have a camera. Yeah. And I've run into the same thing, Joe, all the time. Of like, you see the light hitting a certain way yep. on a sign or whatever, and it's like, man, I wish I had my camera. So I'd say in a kind of a philosophical sense it's helping us just appreciate those tiny moments that yeah. are really what our day is made of and what our life is made up of and then um i believe that the camera and a photograph at this point is still unmatched in terms of the ability to capture one moment and to capture that like an energy almost or just a feeling and it can take people back um i think it's very powerful 
um, you know, a photograph can just be so powerful. And I've, I love looking at iconic pictures and uh, combat photography and stuff like that, that can evoke a feeling. I mean, the fact that something that we're taking in visually evokes that feeling is just very crazy to me. Yeah, I hear people all the time say, yeah, I'm getting to a point where I have to dump my camera. I have too much stuff on it. I take so many photos every yeah. month. I, I have yeah. to get rid of it. Like I'm yes. I, between videos and photos, I'm looking at probably like 1900 a month. Like it's oh, just, wow. Oh yeah. I I'm, Jeez. I'm, I'm shutter bugging all over the place. That's so much. <laughs> yeah. Are you printing? Do you ever print Joe? Do you print? Yeah, I do. I do. Good. And I'm a T-Mobile Tuesday customer. So I'll, I'll get like the four by sixes and print them off so I can <laughs> kind of see what's going on. But I do. I mean, I, I like to, uh, you know, make canvases and do that kind of nice. a thing. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it's just one of those things that's been ingrained for so long. I just, I love capturing it. So what's um, your favorite stuff to shoot? Oh man, I, it really runs the gamut. You know, I've never been, I don't do like the high action sports kind of yeah. thing. I think a lot of it's kind of like nature, just mm -hmm. oddball stuff that I'll see. Mm -hmm. Like I was driving the other day into the city and it was really cold here recently in Kansas city. Yeah. And we were, I can't remember where we were going, but, um, oh, we were going to go down to union station big for all the chief stuff. And, yeah. and I love taking pictures of stuff like that. I go yeah. down with my son and he yeah. loves taking pictures, but I saw a rock on the side of the road mm -hmm. where a homeless guy always sits and he wasn't there. And on hmm. top of the rock, it said rock bottom. And it was wow. just a rock on the ground. Those kinds of things when I can yeah. accidentally happen upon life in a way that's mm -hmm. just like a jazz moment, just mm -hmm. like it's never going to happen. Magical. again. It's going to yeah. dissipate that those are moments that I love getting involved with. That is awesome. So, yeah, it's fun. Um, so let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of you, and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained. What advice would you give your younger self? Your dream sooner. Um, you know, I waited till I was 40. I uh, had a lot of narratives in my brain about why it wouldn't be for me or why I couldn't do it um, and why I needed to stick to the scripts of of safety and predictability that you know a, a a good you know working person sticks to or whatever um but i believe that we do all have kind of a superpower within us and if we can figure out how to channel that into um, a business endeavor that there really is no stopping us so um you know with my girls i'm trying to get them into entrepreneurial endeavors uh earlier on and to um, really focus on building themselves and their skills so that they can be a greater contribution in the world. I think I just kind of lived um, timid and sort of in a manner of like getting by and expecting the world to um, promote me or provide me security or whatever. And I just realized finally at 40, very late in the game that it was just on me, like the the key part of a great life in the future was was based on what I do and what I learn and what I contribute and what I um, do. So yeah. yeah, just get out there much earlier. It's okay to fail and just go for things. So at the end of the day, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, those that mm. love your work, clients, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I mean, still a like high school dreamer <laughs> who never really grew up. Uh, who do, I like to make beautiful things. And, you know, I think as an artist, we want them to be seen and appreciated. Um, 
So I'm that, but now that I'm 45, I'm old enough to realize that the clock is always ticking and that at some point it's about uh, pouring into the generations behind you. And so, um, you know, my perception is I just want to be somebody who uh, was a good friend to those around me, who was an inspiring father, a supportive dad and husband, and um, packed a lot into each day. You know, I try to pack a lot into each day and not waste too many of them. Right on. So if anyone out there wants to hire you, see your work, learn more about you, reach out, what's the best way to do that? I'd say LinkedIn. Um, just Brian Knox on LinkedIn. Man, I'm on LinkedIn every day. Love that. It's been a great tool for uh, business and just and building networks and building relationships that are enjoyable. Excellent. Brian, this has been great, man. You did wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate your story. Appreciate Thanks your for time. having me, Joe. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.